Thanks for joining us here on Bearcat Rewind, episode number 95, and we are coming up on the end of the year. 2021 is almost wrapped up. And after a rocky start where we were still navigating a return to play for college athletics, it's really been an unbelievable fall at Northwest Missouri State. The first year ever to see volleyball, soccer, football, and cross country all compete at the NCAA championships in the same season. Now, Bearcat volleyball especially had a big breakthrough, 26 wins, that's the most since 1994, finished second in the MIAA regular season standings and a runner-up in the conference tournament. The Bearcats back in the NCAA tournament for the second time in program history. Definitely a year to be proud of at Northwest and the future still very bright. And today on the podcast, our guest had a unique vantage point on the breakout season. Bearcat senior Hallie Sidney joins us. Hallie was a 2019 AVCA All-American for Northwest, just the second in program history. Then in the spring, she suffered an injury that kept her out for the year, but game in and game out, she was on the sideline for her team and invested in every single set along the way. And Sydney is poised for a big comeback in 2022. A Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu foundation. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. Hallie Sidney joins us to discuss the breakout season for Northwest Volleyball, how she found ways to make herself better despite not playing, and just how impressive the athletes in that Sydney family are. Let's dive into this week's Bearcat Rewind. Hallie Sydney of Northwest Missouri State Volleyball joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Hallie, thanks so much for your time. Uh, I know we talked a little bit before we went on about, you know, it's final week here at Northwest Missouri State and uh, a little more anxiety for students around campus, but you're not feeling that quite the same. You've got things kind of figured out doing that uh, that online master's program right now. Yeah. Overall, what, what's what's the school year been like for you on the academic side of things as you know, we kind of look at uh, – going into Christmas and things have been shuffled around the past calendar year with, with uh, the pandemic and, and COVID-19. But overall, studies for you, everything pushing forward and, and going well? Yeah, so I'm getting my master's online in special education right now. So I just have block classes. So I had two block classes last semester and then two this semester, and it's all online. And most of the people in the program are, like, real-life teachers. So um, I have a lot more time than them to get all the work done, so it's been pretty um, pretty easy. The only hard thing is I just don't have my own classroom, so I have to do, like, projects on my teammates or, like, <laughs> uh, kids that I have in, like, class that I've had class with. So that's the only weird thing, but besides that, it's pretty pretty easy, pretty good. So you can go into the locker room and be like, hey, I need to do a quick experiment or project on somebody. Yeah, Who... yeah. I actually had to give like a, a formal assessment. I gave it to Henry Swink, our manager, um, like a math reading, writing, reading test, and I had to videotape it. But most people did it with like a kid in their elementary school, but <laughs> I didn't have that. See, and I feel like poor Henry has way more pressure than those other kids in elementary school because... You know, he's supposed to be proficient in this yeah. stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, all right. So 
we're talking because, you know, we're just wrapping up the fall season, and it's been an unbelievable season for Northwest, top to bottom. You go through all the different uh, fall sports to this point. Um, but you're part of a breakthrough volleyball season at Northwest. 26 win wins, reaching the NCAA tournament the first time in program history. What's this look like from through your eyes as you're kind of sitting there and, and seeing everything unfold as we went throughout this fall? Yeah, it's been really, like, amazing just to watch. And especially looking back on, like, my freshman year when we were barely 500. Um, and then actually we had an article on our fridge from 2018 where it was talking about how we took the number 14, like, to five sets. And now looking back at this season, like, we were ranked, I think, third at one point. So it's been really cool to see, like, this program literally turn like turn around um and kind of being here for that whole transition and being with the girls my freshman year who kind of started that so it's really cool to see it come full circle and being able to be a part of it every single year it's been really cool so when you look at it the the wound is still a little bit fresh i mean we're like a little less than a week since you know getting into the region tournament and then a tough loss there to nebraska carney but overall, yeah. how will this team and, and the individual players, your teammates, everyone, how do you guys look back on the 2021 season that you just posted? Um, I think, obviously, we're super proud of um, the season, everything we accomplished. But I think it just, like, we have so much more potential in that um, and making it past that first round and building on what we've done this season and just kind of taking it and not being satisfied with, Yes, we did great this season, but don't be satisfied with that. We have so much more that we can accomplish. From your perspective, did you try to go through, since missing the season due to an injury, was it, hey, I'm an upperclassman, I'm going to find a role that's going to be about you know, keeping morale up in practice and games? Do you embrace more of the coaching side of kind of you know, pull things from Coach Worth and pass them on down the bench as you're talking to younger players and, and evaluating during the game? How did you try to step in and say, I'm still making an impact even though I might not be able to be on the floor this year? Yeah, for sure. I think when you're not on the court, and even in practice it was different because normally in practice like you're playing on one side, but I just score kept most of the time. So I think I was able to see a lot of different things as opposed to being in practice or in the game um, and kind of just how I could give to other people and tell the other leaders on the court, like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. Try to get this going or um, stuff like that. And I think I took more of like an energy role, which when I normally play, I'm kind of just like I try to stay like in the middle, like never too high or too low. Um, and I had a lot of fun just kind of being, like, a big energy person and, like, keeping the spirits high and, like, laughing and, um, you know, cheering, coming up with the cheers on the bench. So I think it was a really good – I learned a lot about myself just in the past two and a half years <laughs> that I haven't played um, and a lot about my teammates and how Bearcat Volleyball – operates and um like how we can keep that same standard that we've had the past three years or so so you have coaching aspirations once you finish up your college career did this give you a chance to peek behind the curtain a little bit at 
how Coach Worth operates, not only in-game, but maybe sometimes um, you mentioned in practice of kind of sitting back and scorekeeping and seeing everything overall or even just kind of going in through office and hanging out and um, viewing things just from a different vantage point throughout the year. Yeah, um, I think I was able to definitely look at the game from more of like a outsider perspective um, and like think, okay, what what should we, what do I think we should do in this scenario or this scenario? Um, and I got to talk a lot more to the coaches like during practice because I wasn't doing anything really. Um, so I got to learn kind of like what they were thinking and I feel like I talked the most to Brandon, our new GA, and kind of he told me one time, like, oh, I think you would be a good coach. And I was like, oh, thanks. I'm, I've really only focused on playing. But, um, yeah, I think it's definitely something that I look forward to once my career is over. Maybe talk about it. You got to kind of be introspective at times, and you've grown and – Obviously, you want to be on the court, but this is a chance to kind of make yourself better in other ways at the same time, and you have to take advantage of those opportunities. But when you go back to early spring, you suffer this injury. It's going to keep you out for an extended period of time, including that spring season, which um, Northwest came out and played really well throughout as, that as well. How does that hit you after an All-American season in 2019 that, that you're feeling so good? It's supposed to be your senior year. Then you've got COVID-19 plus an injury. I mean, is it, are you just a naturally positive person that you're like, I'm going to find the silver lining no matter what? Or did it take a little bit to kind of, all right, I got to push this aside and, and focus on what's next? Yeah, um, I would say I, like, I'm pretty naturally, like, try to look at the bright side and, like, keep things positive. But there for sure were days where I was like, wow, this kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> I, especially when I was, like, on crutches and couldn't walk very well, I was like, wow, this uh could be better but I think the biggest thing I took from being out for so long is like how much we sometimes take for granted just literally being able to serve a ball over the net like I remember the first time that I served at practice and I was like I could not do like I wouldn't even think of doing this three months ago so I think I really recognized like just being able to practice was something that I think a lot of players, and I for sure took for granted, like the practice I that I got hurt, I remember like I was feeling like a little bit like, meh, like uh, practice. And then after that, I was like, wow, I wonder how my, like I never would have thought, oh, I have to go to practice if I knew that I wouldn't be able to practice for however many months after that. So I think I just realized how lucky I am just to, even be able to step foot in a gym and be able to do the things that I want to do. So I think that was my main outlook was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be back and I'm going to love practicing, not even love being in a game. I'm going to just going to love being able to practice with the people that I love. So. And even love the off season workouts with like Joe Q and the weight. Yeah, staff. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to love those in the spring. So yeah, I think that was my main, like, outlook was like yeah this sucks but I've learned how like lucky I am to be able to do the things that I can and to have another like still have the opportunity to do it even after five years being here <laughs> <laughs> well and here's the, the awesome part too is you get to be back on the floor and we get to see you back out there performing and coming up in 2022 in that fall but it's also going to be yourself 
and two additional All-Americans with you, and you think of Peyton Kirchhoff and Alyssa Rezach, and the yeah. excitement level and, and building off the success from 2021 for Northwest, I mean, um, the expectations are high, and the excitement level, I think, for fans of getting back out and seeing this team um, after this offseason is through the roof because, I mean, the talent level's there, the success that we just saw for Northwest, and uh, this is a team that's only going to get better from here. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really awesome. Um, they're studs. I tell them that all the time. Um, and I tell Peyton, I'm like, I want to be like you when I grow up. When I'm <laughs> <laughs> when I'm back on the court, I want to be like you. So they're, Alyssa is a great leader. Um, I can't wait to get back on the court with them. So to play at such a high level, you have to be very competitive, right? And, you know, your first two years, you're competing with Maddie Bruder in practice, which was Northwest Missouri State's first AVCA All-American. We've got a few more since then, of course, including yourself. Um, but now you've got another All-American outside hitter there in Peyton Kirchhofer. Do these practices get pretty intense when all of you are kind of going and I don't want to say necessarily trying to one-up the other one, but yeah. a little bit trying to one-up? I mean, how what's, what's that feeling like as you're going through a really intense practice um, um, throughout the season? Um, yeah, I think it's only like it only makes us better when we're all competing at the highest level in practice. Um, and I think it's like it's fun. It's like that's what you're looking for in a program and what you want the practices to be like. Um, and you can also keep it light. Like if someone gets a big block on you, like you can give it to them. <laughs> Good job. Um, so I think that's that's something that's exciting and what you want in your gym is just people pushing each other to get better. Um, and that's what's going to make the whole team better. Uh, but who is chirping more in practice? I imagine Maddie probably talks more than Peyton, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if she gets that block, exactly. she's definitely going to... Yeah. Really, Peyton doesn't really chirp, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maddie, right. for sure. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so for yourself, you've got an older sister, um, two brothers. Uh, I'd imagine growing up, of course, you know, you're playing college volleyball, but involved in just athletics and competition from a, a young age of kind of getting you to the point to where you're ready to go up and compete against the best of the best. Yeah, for sure. Um, my sister played, it's like a joke, running joke. She played at a D1 volleyball school. Um, <laughs> and she likes to act like, the, like, cause I'm at a D2, but she knows that uh, Northwest is a great program. And my brothers both played sports. My dad played basketball in college. So just growing up, we always were involved in sports um, since we were little. Tried probably every sport, um, at least for one season. And it, it really has taught, taught us a lot. So who is better though in the long run? She got the, the D1 and she's, oh, you know, yeah. went there, but, <laughs> but who's better in the long run? Is it, is it yourself or Kelsey? I think she would say that I'm better, but we played different positions, so it's hard. She couldn't play back row, really. So whenever you get, so later on, there's going to be like an alumni tournament of some sort. You're going to form an all-star team, and you two are going to play together. Yes, I would for sure put her on my team. We tried playing sands like one time together, and it was terrible. <laughs> Just because you're not used to it, or like the chemistry of playing with your sister? I think it was like the bickering of like, like if one of us messed up, I'd be like, seriously? <laughs> so just the sister-like bickering kind of took over, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, so you also mentioned um, very quickly in passing, your dad played college basketball. He yeah. Was, he was pretty good, though, wasn't he? Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so, and if, and if I read right, um, he left Benedictine University as the all-time leading scorer, had his number retired. I mean, it's, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. He actually, um, I think he was getting recruited by, like, big, like, D1 schools, and then he got in a car accident his senior year, and they all kind of, like, hold their interest, but he ended up at a great school and, like, obviously made his mark there. So, yeah. His jersey retirement was, like, I think when I was in high school. It was a re- it was really cool. I mean, that, that's that's a big deal, obviously. And so you and your sister were playing volleyball. You mentioned that your brother's uh, good athletes, too. Did you ever, you know, go down by Coach Meyer's office and say, hey, if you need someone, you know, I've got some eligibility. I can play basketball still. No, I told he they do not want me on the basketball team. <laughs> That's yeah, not not my sport. We actually like my dad's sport for sure. Like we have a little basketball court in the backyard, but none of us really took it. Kelsey was probably the best basketball player. Um, but no, it didn't it didn't stick and it definitely did not stick for me. I'm not good at all. Did I read that you were actually a pretty good at a pretty good at gymnastics overall too? Yeah, that was like my uh second sport kind of, I guess. It was probably the one that I took the furthest besides volleyball. Um but I obviously was a little tall for the typical gymnast. Um <laughs> but yeah, I really liked it. Kelsey did it too and my dad actually had all of us in it when we were little. So my brothers did it too. Um, he thought it was like a good way for us to gain some body control, especially for my brothers when they were like five, six. So yeah, we all were at the Olympiad gymnastics by our house. <laughs> That's awesome. I do feel like sometimes people overlook gymnastics, but you do have to have some pretty crazy core strength, and you're right—the balance and body control and everything that goes with it. Um, yeah, it's it's for what, sure a tough sport. What was your best event overall? Um, maybe beam actually. Really? Yeah, I feel like I got like the for beam or floor. I would say vault. I was not good. Um, bars. I don't think I really loved that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, for someone who's never done it and and doesn't belong, because I'd be I'd be awful at it. Um, I feel like the beam would be the hardest one. Yeah, it definitely was, but they would have a start on, like, a beam that was on the ground. So I could do, like, more stuff on the ground beam, and then you would just slowly work up. Um, it was definitely, like, scary, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you there. Um, all right, so as we look at the Northwest Missouri State roster through the years, too, you know, there's a lot of, you know, Kansas City, Iowa, and, and just other Missouri, maybe some Kansas. I think you're, like, the only student athlete on the volleyball team that I can remember that's from the St. Louis area. So how did you yeah, end up around I, Northwest? I've noticed that, too, and I've told, I've told Jackie before, and I'm like, Jackie, there's so many volleyball players in St. Louis, but it is kind of far, and a lot of St. Louis girls go to, like, GLVC schools like more the Truman, Rockhurst, um, 
um, soul. So, yeah, I don't, it's not very common, actually, for St. Louis people, but I have noticed that, too. Well, now, you know, you're kind of the pipeline now. You're going to have to start bringing <laughs> them in. Uh, yeah. And I feel like, too, and, and I, I want you to, to be honest with me here, since you, you grew up in the area, we've got a lot of folks around here that talk a lot about how Kansas City barbecue is the best. But St. Louis barbecue is right up there with it, too, right? Yeah, that's what I've I've heard. I'm not a good test to that. <laughs> I kind of stick with, like, the chain restaurants, uh, Red Robin, McDonald's <laughs> Pizza. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. The, I don't have a bit in the argument. Well, next time you go back home, swing through Pappy Smokehouse in St. Louis. And, okay, I will. <laughs> and you'll be like, okay, this is way better than Kansas City. Oh, okay. Um, which will make a lot of people mad now, too. Um, Probably. All right. The only thing I have is the, the Breadco Panera argument. Oh, so the, between the St. Louis Bread Company and Panera, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, but in St. Louis, it's called Breadco. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. I haven't gone that deep into it, I guess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So as we're getting set for you, you're getting close to wrapping your, your college career up here at Northwest Missouri State. So the plans for you in the long run, teaching in high school and coaching volleyball, is that kind of the plan for you? Yeah, that's the goal. Were your parents teachers, or what kind of pushed you into wanting to be in education? Um, so my mom's an assistant preschool teacher, and then my sister teaches fourth grade in North Carolina. So kind of just whatever my sister wanted to do when I was younger, I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So <laughs> when she said, I'm going to be a teacher, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a teacher too. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, Hallie, uh, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today. Um, it was a terrific season for Northwest Missouri State Volleyball. And I know once we get into 2022, we're excited to see the Bearcats again next fall with you back out there suiting up with your team. So Good luck as you finish up finals in your courses this uh, this particular semester, and, and good luck as you continue to get healthy and get back out on the court. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks again to Hallie Sidney joining me on the podcast. Excited to see her back on the floor with her team and the damage the Bearcats are going to do in 2022. Special thanks to Northwest Professor Alex Kurt for producing our intro and outro music here on the podcast, and thank you for listening to Bearcat Rewind. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next time.